Section eleven of the Glories of Ireland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kate Fallis. The Glories of Ireland. Edited by Joseph Dunn and P. J. Lennox. The Ruins of Ireland by francis joseph bigger m r i a the ruins of ireland are her proudest monuments they stand as a lasting revelation to all mankind a distinct and definite proclamation that the irish people century after century were able to raise and adorn some of the finest buildings in stone that western civilization has seen or known it is recognized the world over that irish art has a beauty and distinction all its own in its own irish setting unrivalled throned in its own land in its own natural surroundings the shrines and gospels the reliquaries and missals the crosses and bells that are still existent many in ireland others in every country in the world attest beyond any dispute that irish art-workers held a preeminent place in the early middle ages and that works of irish art are still treasured as unique in their day and time no country has been plundered and desolated as ireland has been dane norman english each in turn swept across the fair face of ireland carrying destruction in their train yet with all ireland has her art treasures and her ruins that bear favourable comparison with those of other civilizations in dublin and in many private irish collections can be found handwritten books of parchment illuminated with glowing colours that time has scarce affected or the years caused to fade on one page alone of the book of kells ornament and writing can be seen penned and painted in lines too numerous even to count they are there by the thousand a magnifying glass is required to reveal even a fragment of them ireland produced these in endless number every great library or collection in europe possesses one or more examples as with books so with reliquaries crosses and bells when the island of saints and scholars could produce books it could make shrines and everything necessary to stimulate and hand down the piety and the patient skill of a people steeped in art craft and religious feeling what they could do on parchment like the book of kells and duro what they could produce in bronze and precious metals like the cross of kong the shrine of st patrick's bell the tara brooch and the chalice of arda not to write of the numberless bronze and gold articles of an age centuries long preceding their production they could certainly vie with in stone of this earlier work a word must go down 
in ireland still at the present day after all the years of plunder she has undergone more ancient gold art treasures remain than in any other country museum or collection most of them pre-christian and what the other countries do possess are largely irish or of celtic origin we must have this borne into the minds of every one of irish birth or origin that this great treasure was battered into shape by irish hands on irish anvils designed in irish studios ornamented with irish skill for irish use with such workmen having such instincts and training what of the housing and surroundings to contain them and give them a fit and suitable setting the earliest stone structures in ireland still remaining are the great stone castles or circular walls enclosing large spaces walls of great thickness unmortared in which there are vast quantities of masonry around their summits a chariot might be driven inside their spaces horse races might be run as a few examples there are Stag and kerry dun angus and arran off galway aelach above the walls of derry of the earliest churches cyclopean in construction and primitive in character built of stone with thick sloping walls from foundation to ridge gallera still remains and the skelligs those wondrous sea-girt rocks preserve both church and cell almost perfect there are many other examples some of a later date such as temple cronin and megara and banagher in derry st finnan's oratory in county cork st fashines at four and st molay's at devonish from the seventh eighth and ninth centuries there are innumerable examples of oratories some with stone roofs others with roofs not so permanent but all having the common features of an altar window facing the east through which the sun fell at the beginning of the day to tell the early missioner that his hour of devotion had arrived and a west door through which the rays of the declining sun fell across the altar steps speaking of a day that was closing a south window was added close to the east end and it too was a sundial it told the hour of angelus the midday when the bell was rung and a calm reverence fell on all within its hearing such churches can still be seen at erin and innismurray on the islands of lacderg lacree and in many other places a few years later these oratories were too small for the growing faith and larger churches were built some using the older structure as chancels where the west door was built a circular arch was made and the new and old united this can well be seen at innisnagoil and lac corib on the erin islands off galway at glendalac at innisclaron in lac Ree, at clonmacnoy at inniscultra and on many another island and promontory of the south and west during this time and after we find the most elaborate carvings on door and arch and window equal in skill to what is found in book or metalwork it must have been at this time that the gauls or strangers first invaded ireland bearing havoc in their train for then it was that the clock take or round towers were built 
it is now admitted by all irish authorities of any repute and that beyond dispute that the round towers the glory of ireland were built by irish people as christian monuments from which the bells might be rung and as places of strength for the preservation of the valued articles used in christian worship here they might be safely stored they were also used for the preservation of life in case of sudden attack and onslaught by unexpected enemies all the towers are on ecclesiastical sites many are incorporated in church buildings such as those of glendalach and wicklow and clonmacnoy on the shannon the records of the construction of some of them in the tenth and eleventh centuries are still extant and this is conclusive there are to-day about seventy round towers in ireland and many have been destroyed the pillar towers of ireland how wondrously they stand by the lakes and rushing rivers through the valleys of our land in mystic file through the isle they lift their heads sublime these grey old pillar temples these conquerors of time here was placed the holy chalice that held the sacred wine and the gold cross from the altar and the relics from the shrine and the metre shining brighter with its diamonds than the east and the crozier of the pontiff and the vestments of the priest d f mccarthy this was the time when the high crosses of ireland were carved and set up they vie with the round towers in interest and in the display of skill what the towers have in perfection masonry and construction the crosses have in artistic carving and symbolic design no two crosses are alike they are as varied as the clouds in an irish sky or the pebbles on the beach or the flowers in a garden they were carved in reverence by those who knew and esteemed their art and lavished all their skill and knowledge on what they most valued and treasured they were not set up as grave marks merely theirs was a higher and loftier mission they were raised in places where some great event or period was to be commemorated they were erected where some early disciple of the cross could stand beside one of them and from any panel could tell the foundation of the faith for there in stone was story after story from the old testament and the new that gave him his text and so as at the cross of the scriptures at clonmacnoy a missioner could preach on every recurring holy day from christmas to christmas with ever his text in stone before him many a broken and mutilated cross has been set up in ireland in recent years proving that the heart of the gael no matter how rent and broken is still inclined to bind up the broken wounds of her past glories with the religious orders there came to ireland a widespread desire to add something to the older sanctuaries of the gael to widen their borders and strengthen their cords and so the abbeys were founded here and there we find them still by winding rivers on rich meadows in glens and glades by the sea margin or on the slopes of the rugged mountain their crumbling walls and broken windows can still be traced their towers are still to be seen over tree-tops and in the centre of many a slumbering town 
by the shores of donegal bay the old franciscan house where the four masters compiled what is perhaps the most remarkable record possessed by any nation is still clothed in ivy at kilconnell in galway their old place is almost as they left it but roofless with the tears of the friars upon the altar steps clare galway has a tower worth travelling half a continent to see by the boniette river at drumahair on the banks of loch gill are the mason marks of the cloister builders and the figure of st francis talking to the birds is still there the abbey is roofless and empty and so the birds of the air are his constant companions space forbids or endless abbeys might be described the black abbey at kilkenny with its long row of butler effigies or the cathedral of st canis still perfect with its soaring round tower beside it or the mystical seven-light window of the franciscan friary by the nore with the old mill wares running free to this day how long could we ponder by the east window of kilcooley with tracery like a spider's web and listen to the mystical bells or gaze at the beautiful oriel at fina or stand at jerpoint with its spacious cloisters and stone groin choir with saint christopher and irish marble beside us cashel one of the wonders of the world grows up suddenly into sight on a high rock rising from level land crowned with buildings a great abbey dominates beside it clings that carved gem of a stone-roofed church cormac's chapel round tower and cross are there and many a sculptured tomb not far from cashel is the abbey of holy cross with its lovely metred windows shadowed in the river passing at its feet the circular pillars and arches of boyle abbey are splendidly proportioned whilst the cloisters of sligo display in their long shadowy recesses and ornamented pillars great dignity and beauty the windows and monuments of Venice Friary, founded by the O'Briens, are of unusual interest, the carving of figure subjects being equal to the best of their age. We have Thomas Town and Callan, Dun Brodie and Tintern, all having an individual charm and interest that not only dim the eye and make the blood course freely in every one of Irish stock, when he looks upon what is and thinks of what was but even in the coldest light give food for thought to every one desirous of knowing something of the growth and civilization of a great people of the many castles and stout irish strongholds it is hard to write in such a short paper as this those on the boyne such as trim for strong building and extent excel in many ways carlingford carrickfergus and dunluce have by their size and picturesque situations ever appealed to visitors they are each built on rocks jutting into the sea dunluce on a great perpendicular height the atlantic dashing below dunamace near maryborough in the o'more country appears like cashel but is entirely military 
the famed walled cities of kells in kilkenny and four in westmeath are remarkable each has an abbey many towers gates and stout bastions the great keeps of the midland lords the towers of granal on the west coast and the traders towers on the east coast especially those of down afford ample material for a study of the early colonizing efforts of different invaders as well as providing incidents of heroism and romance these square battlemented towers can be seen here and there in every district every portion of ireland has its ruins earthworks stone forts prehistoric monuments circular stone huts early churches abbeys crosses round towers castles of every size and shape are to be found in every county some one in every parish all over ireland it is almost invidious to name any in particular where the number is so great references proceedings of royal irish academy dublin proceedings of society of antiquaries dublin ulster journal of archaeology old series and new series edited by f j bigger belfast wakeman handbook of irish antiquities dublin 1891 stokes early christian art in ireland dublin 1887. Petrie, Round Towers and Ancient Architecture of Ireland, Dublin, 1845. End of section 11.